Welcome to Grow My Grit, a new podcast celebrating grit. My name is Peter Willis, coming in from Calgary, Alberta, together with our gritty guru, Hazelon Shetmeyer, who's beaming in from Mississauga, Ontario. Here on the Grow My Grit podcast, our intention is to engage with guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit. Perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles, and what obstacles we faced since the beginning of 2020. However, one of the biggest opportunities for 2021 is the possibility of recreating our identities and re-engaging our relationship to both ourselves and to one another using the unique strengths we already possess and reliably bring to challenging situations. With our individual grit compass as our guide, let's explore what's available on the other side of obstacles. Are you ready? Hi, Hayes. How are you doing today? I am delightful. Peter, how are you? I am great. I am especially great because we have our first guest on the podcast today. Would you be able to enlighten our listeners about um, who we're speaking to today? I sure can. Our very first guest is our dear friend, Leslie Berrera. We have known Leslie for ages. I've known Leslie since grade eight, I feel. No, grade six, grade seven. Peter has known Leslie since kindergarten, so we have a long, long, long fun history together. Welcome, Leslie. Thanks, guys. Awesome. It's, <laughs> it's so great to, to hear you and also see you. Les, our listeners obviously can't see us, uh, mm-hmm. but we have the, uh, this wonderful technology where as we're speaking, we can see each other. And it's one of those, uh, one of those moments where, uh, where technology really does uh, play a big role and it's awesome to use it properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's great to see you, Les. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to talk about today, perhaps, um, uh, for grit is, um, how we discover what our letters are going to be. How do we, how do we find out what our G, our R, our I, our T, what they're going to be and what are the resources? Uh, what questions do we ask? Who do we speak to? Where do we look within ourselves? That type of thing. Hayes, does that sound kind of like, uh, what we might talk about today? I think that's a great idea, knowing that a couple of people have brought up that same topic in terms of, you know, I'm interested in the work, but I'm not even sure how to start. So there was that intention of getting a little more of the backstory. So I think that is a timely, perfect topic. What about you, Leslie? Does that sound like something you'd like to talk about with us? Sure. Awesome. We're away to the races, folks. (laughs) Hayes, maybe you, uh, do you want to kick us off with uh, kind of to talk about how how you discovered your G, and then we can just kind of go around the table and let our listeners know kind of how we go through this process. Absolutely. I love that we're going to go through a process together. That's always so much fun. So again, for me, coming up with my G word, really getting at the idea if grit as a proper word is kind of your default setting in the face of obstacles or my default setting. At the time I decided to build this model, I started to think through examples of challenging situations and really playing back what I did in those instances. So I've heard from some people that kind of forecasting what was coming up was what worked for them. But for me, really looking back at challenging situations. So again, the obvious one that led to my company was being one of 300 staff laid off from a center for treatment and development. And so in that instance, I was able to look back at that as one example where, okay, what came to me? What was the first line of thinking? And for me, it was gratitude. So I automatically see how things could be worse. And I said, yep, that's totally what I did there. I look back to different sports injuries I've had, and I realized that my typical response in challenging situations is to be grateful that it's not another version of that scenario. So for me, coming up with my G, 
really meant looking back at what I'd kind of been through and looking back at how my brain kind of processed information. And for sure, that made sense to me. So I'm not sure how clear that is because I'm never sure how clear I am. But for me, it was definitely looking back at what I'd been through and deciding or identifying what themes were there. So for me, for sure, gratitude always seems to come up as my base. Like, okay, here's what's going on, but here's what could have happened. And that didn't happen. So let's start with where we are. So for me, again, looking back typically gave me insight into coming up with my G. How about you? Maybe I'll jump in next and then we'll pass it over to Les. Um, I came out at this a little differently. And uh, again, and and as we go through uh, today's chat, we'll also be able to let our listeners know of some resources that you've created that can also help them with kind of um, generating some ideas or guiding them through the process here. So, But for me, my G is goofy. And when I first was talking to you about this, I didn't know if I had the context right. So this is a bit different. I just kind of went with my gut. So I didn't think a whole lot about it. Um, I kind of, with my G-R-I-N-T, it it all kind of fell into place very quickly. Um, I find the resources that you've created are really interesting to go and look at because there's a lot of words in there that I'd, I'd love to explore. But staying with what I chose right off the hop was goofy for the letter G. And that does kind of seem appropriate, I think. As we've talked about in challenging situations, it's that idea that it doesn't have to be necessarily as grave as it may first appear. Um, It also helps me adjust to um, maybe making some different choices. It lets me take a deep breath before I go into making a decision. Um, It it just allows maybe a little bit of uh, humor to come into a situation. And and that changes kind of the perspective or the lens that I can look at something at. It's for better or for worse. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it works really well. Perhaps sometimes it needs a bit of refining. But certainly when I think of G in terms of grit, uh, Goofy seems to echo in a whole bunch of different areas uh, of my life. And so that's the one that I kind of decided to go with. Again, looking at the resources you've provided, there's a lot of G words that are really exciting. It would be a lot of fun to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Goofy seems to fit with uh, most of the things I attempt in my life. So uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of what I went with. And it's been a really interesting process to look at how that actually plays into what my grit compass would look like. How about yourself, Les? Do you want to let us know how you, uh, what your G word is and kind of how you, how you came across it? Sure. So uh, first of all, having known both of you for 500 years, I would say <laughs> you couldn't have picked better G's for yourself. They fit so perfectly. And um, I, I have some envy because this was not an easy process for me although I love jumping into a rabbit hole you know and word games and and stuff like that so I wanted the perfect four letters and uh, I had to get a little help from Hazon because I I made lists and there's like okay there are words that I like there was a whole lot of seconds ones that were not quite right and I ended up on genuine and I think the reason why I landed there was mostly just because of what was happening in my life at the time and I I happened to be doing a little soul searching and uh, it's like okay well where am I going next and where do I want all these opportunities come up and but what's the right thing for me where do I want to go and I think you know being true to yourself being genuine that was my guide so like a lot of decisions that I thought I had to make these weren't things I had to worry about things just fell into place and I think it is about being genuine so that's how it happened for me. But honestly, it took a conversation 
with Hazelon <laughs> to actually just, um, you know, really land on what my intention was here, what I wanted to capture. And, and I knew I wasn't on the right words when it wasn't like, yes. And then it really spoke to me. It's like, yes, genuine is what I want. And so, yeah, it was talking out loud with Hayes that did it for me. I just wanted to, to say there, Les, that that was something that, you know, last week uh, that we talked about as well with Hayes was that one of the one of the great things is that uh, it's kind of a uh, the grit that we're going through right now is all, it's a bit of a collaborative process almost. There's a reason why uh, Hayes calls herself a gritty guru, uh, and it's really comforting, I think. And I found this last week is to have someone that you can bounce ideas off, uh, and and I've gone through that process as well. Uh, and I think that's really nice to have uh, the two perspectives there. For me, it was very instinctive, and bam, that was going to be it. And then it's it's really nice to hear that there's another process because in back conversations we've had here in Calgary with some friends, it's been something very similar to what you're talking about is how do I choose these words? And, and, uh, sometimes it's quite difficult and who can I reach out to, to get some guidance on that? So I think that's really interesting. Awesome. So I'll jump in with my R because I think what's neat about what's happening is that we've, again, come from three entirely different places. This one question of defining our default setting can be approached from three different people have taken three different paths. And it's just, this is, I love this. This is amazing. So for me, my R is resilient, and it's it was a little bit different in coming up with my R because I looked at what I was doing in the moment. So again, having been laid off or being told that I would be losing my forever job, my best job ever, in three months' time, I was in a place where it could have been very easy to not see what was possible. I could have taken the news personally. I could have said, well, this is about me, and this is the worst thing ever, and I could have taken a lot more on than I needed to, but my resilience or my ability to not, to still be overwhelmed, but not lost under the pile or underwater, but not losing sight of that sparkly sunshine above in the moment of deciding, okay, so first thing I'm going to do, describe my skill set. I'm going to look at every project I've ever done in my 14 years here. I'm just going to keep looking for ways to pull on what I've already been and build up from that. So in the moment of deciding what was next, as opposed to looking back at experiences in the moment of looking at what I was continuing to do as I was deciding how to kind of move forward. I think for me, that was how I chose R as resilient, like watching things around me, watching people around me, watching choices others had made and thinking, I'm continuing to look to see what's possible. And I'm continuing to believe that something can happen. And so for me, I think in that, that present mindedness, I would describe as resilient. So that's how I chose my R. And I have the advantage of being the first person to do the GRIT bit. So I definitely have a little more, had more time and opportunity relative to you two. So I got a bit of a head start, but that's my R. Cool, cool. Uh, my R is going to be resilient as well. And I can talk a little bit about that, but maybe if it's okay, putting you on the spot here, Les, can we bounce it back to you for your R and then we'll come around? Yeah. So after genuine, it's like, Ooh, I need a good one. What's what, what can I follow up with after genuine? That's tough. Um, and at the time, uh, well, it's still popular now, but I was hearing a lot of people use the expression that didn't land. And, you know, it's kind of funny whatever you watch like a webinar or, or something, it's like, no, that, that just didn't land. You say something and it's like, well, what's the opposite of not landing? It's like, landing okay but what does that actually mean and so for you to give a message to somebody or to receive a message and it really landed to me it's resonate and i love that because when something comes to you and it's really meaningful there's so much inspiration there and you know 
it, that's where things start. So resonate was like, well, there's no better R word for me. So good. So good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. There's, it's really interesting because, you know, Hayes and I have been doing this for a few weeks now and we're just going back and forth. So it's so, it's so much fun. I'm sure Hayes, you're in the same boat as me. It's so <laughs> nice to have, uh, some new input here. This is great, right? So, and resonate is to me. It sounds like uh, there's a real positive connotation, right? Because I, I think of that less. What you just talked about, I, I literally wrote that to someone today. How does that date land with you, or something like that? It was something along those lines, right? And and that's okay. But you're right. Like it's uh, resonate is has such a there's a positive connotation to it, right? Because something can land really hard. <laughs> or it can land in a, it can land as a disaster. Like it can hit the ground. Right. But resonate doesn't have that. Like it doesn't have the weight, you know, no. that's how I was thinking of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's definitely something, something great about it. And it's almost like it like speaks to your soul, you know, like that's where it got you. It wasn't just like, Oh yeah, that's cool. It was like, no, it, that it's way deeper than that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Leslie, a question on behalf of listeners who may be thinking like I am, when you opted for Resonate as your default setting in the face of obstacles, is that how, when you have six choices available to you, the one that resonates most is how you act? Or is it about people around you? Like, what is resonating in your experience? I think, well, it really depends on on the context, on, on the situation, but it's like, yeah, if you have a whole bunch of options in front of you and then, and then one just grabs you and it's like, okay, yeah, we got to, you know, and there's, there's no more thinking that's required. And as a card carrying overthinker, <laughs> I mean, those moments when it's just like, yes, that is it. You got to go with it, man. Cause there's, you're just spinning your wheels yes. thinking and thinking. And, and I, as I love rabbit holes. I do. I, I, you know, like leap from one to another. But there, yeah, those moments where it's like, if it speaks to you, then you go. I love that you identified as a card carrying overthinker, because that's just so much of who you are and so much of what makes you awesome. And at the same time, that's the opposite of resonate. So I love that you're able to <laughs> contrast and live from those two, like check, going with my gut. Cool. Thank you for that. So now I feel like, are we back at I because we've all done our R's? Yes. <laughs> so for me, my eye is imagination. And again, in default setting in the face of challenging situations, I start to see how things could work out. So I actually find that my I and my R kind of segued, built off, they kind of cooperate. So as example, being in the situation where I had to make something, I had to figure out a new job, I had to figure out who I was in the face of being laid off, that definitely imagining what could be possible helped my resilience. So for me, it was kind of a resilient is a kind of a state of mind and I can act in a resilient way with options ahead of me. So for me, I was less about looking back and more about looking at kind of watching myself in that higher, not higher power, but that witness state like, okay, this is what I'm getting up today. And I'm imagining that this might work out and that might work out. So I'm going to pursue that. So for me, choosing my I word, and again, looking at my R and I, I was able to look back at other examples and think of, okay, yep, that definitely took resilient when I had to do this at work, or I was able to see that this is a pattern. But when it first came to choosing my word, I was still in that place of, okay, in the time of recreating my identity in the face of a pretty significant loss, I am essentially constantly seeing what else is possible. And clearly that's how I'm wired. And so that's definitely where I go in the face of challenging situations. So that's how my eye made it onto my compass. 
I is an interesting one, I think, now that I'm just, again, this is all in real time, right? So I'm just kind of yeah. playing back kind of how this all happened. And when you first reached out to me and kind of we started to go talk about this, and I remember thinking um, about these, and it, it all kind of was just over one night, and there was a lot going on. So there was, a, COVID was like in its like fourth month or something, and we had just spent a lot of time, as everyone had, I had spent a lot of time with my wife and my daughter Great moments and terrible moments all combined into one, right? Like we're all living under the same roof, getting used to whatever was happening now. Um, so very intimate for sure. So my eye is intimate. Um, I was also exploring, uh, I was trying to figure out how to write um, uh, short stories or fiction. I was having some fun with that. Uh, and I was recording and starting to, and writing some songs, which I was uh, as an intimate process uh, in and of itself. And then as we've talked about as well with my job, there was that new lens or new kind of um, way that I was dealing with work and the people around me. And that was just more, it was more intimate. It was just a, it was much more open. It was, um, much, much less canned and it, it felt really, really good. And so intimate fell out pretty much right away because everything in that time that, that, that was going on was feeling like, uh, that's, that's what I was calling out for. That's what I wanted. I wanted, so my relationships with, uh, my family, even though sometimes it was pretty hectic being in the same house nonstop, right? There's an, a level of intimacy there that you can't fabricate, right? So now you're really getting to know people like we've talked about before. Um, you're, you're, you've got this high watermark now, right? Of you can get through this. We've, we're going through this together. When we come out the other side, we're going to know that we have spent all this time together. And it's a you know challenging and awesome all at once. But regardless, it's intimate, like for better or for worse, right? And I think that's great. And I think that's, uh, that's, it's really important for me anyway. I realize that that's what I need. That's, that's a bit of a fuel for me, right? Is intimacy, whether it's going to be art or whether it's going to be uh, relationships with family or loved ones. And even if it's a working relationship, just it, it kind of, to me, is a little bit like it's like uh, less is genuine. It's like, it has to be real, right? It has to be real. And intimacy brings real for sure. Right. And it also brings a lot of vulnerabilities and it brings a lot of kind of, you know, it's a little bit scary, but it's real. Right. And so intimacy for me was at that moment really kind of was a pretty easy choice for me. So fantastic. Leslie, hook us up. What's your eye? Well, my eye, before I tell you my eye, I have to say something you, you said, Hayes, just in, in response to my resonate, I never really noticed the pattern between the letters that I chose because they were almost like, to me, each of my letters was like a drop the mic kind of moment, like, yes, that <laughs> is the one. And now that I'm thinking of my eye, which is Ignite, it does relate to resonate because it's almost like, yes, being an overthinker or I, you know, I, if I had two more weeks to work on this, I could perfect it, you know, whatever, a presentation or a project or something. It's like, I just want more time. Like, I, I just want to... I get so wrapped up in trying to make something perfect, but you know, that comes at a cost. And I think it's just like getting so caught up either trying to start something or trying to finish something and, you know, more so getting stuck, like not wanting to start because you want something perfect and like have some kind of guarantee in hand before you get working on it. And it's like Ignite to me is just starting something like that little spark. It, there's no guarantee of perfect, but just get going on it. And if you're like lit up about it, then that can happen. But it's just starting is so important. Thank you. What I think was amazing about all of our shares is, again, we come back to that interaction or that kind of opportunity for them to really be similar in the words. So Peter's intimate ties to your genuine. At the end of the day, what we're all talking about is 
really the same experience. We're all just figuring out a way to describe our ability to navigate obstacles. And it's cool that there are different words that sit with each of us. But at the end of the day, a lot of what we're really coming back to is our spirit. And there's just so much overlap there. And secondly, what I like, Leslie, that you brought forward is that idea that I definitely get people after we've kind of come to know our grit is to look, are there ways that your compass points connect? Are there ways that your words compete? And are there ways that your words kind of cooperate? For some people, they're totally separate entities. But for others, as we get to talk about it, no, you know what, this typically happens. And then this happens, or these two keep happening over and over again. And then this is the foundation. So I love that you've pulled that out because that experience is for a lot of people. Well, I just wanted to jump in before we go to our next letter, because it's something that, that Les said as well, which was kind of, uh, she just paraphrased it perfectly. And it's something that I think is so worth talking about, maybe not in this episode, but going forward, there is something that would be great is that not wanting to, um, not wanting to stop, not wanting to start. And you're in this, like, you're in this crazy space in between. And I find that in the last year, and again, not everything has to harken back to, to COVID and things, but it does amplify a lot of stuff. And that to me is like, you're in this crazy limbo, right? Of, you know, if you not wanting to stop is perfection, right? It's got to be perfect. And then not wanting to start is, could be a whole bunch of things too. So living in this world in between those two things, you know, and using maybe grit to grease the wheels a bit, right? So that we can actually get moving. And I just, I, I think of that a lot, but the, those two sentences back to back from less illustrate a hundred percent, this limbo that we're stuck in, right? Not wanting to start, not wanting to stop. So you're right in between. And that's a, that can be a really challenging place. So I just thought that was really cool. I just took a note of that. All right. I love that you're writing things down. And I love that we're eventually going to be able to document all the cool quotes that come up in these podcasts, because a lot of really neat stuff is just spilled out of our mouths. So, and I think what's really cool about all of this, again, is just how much overlap there is and the way we always seem to segue into the next person. So building on Peter's identifying that tension that you led so well into, Leslie, is that idea for me, my tea and grit is time. And so again, I'm very cognizant that time is a finite resource and I reliably when in a challenging situation, when I'm at that point, like, do I start? What am I going to do? For me, knowing that time is going to pass anyway, that in itself is what often ignites me to kind of make some choices or start doing something because in some instances, doing nothing is not changing the situation. So if I, I'm hoping for things to be different or hoping for more information, I need to act. And so to me, time has always been that piece, whether it's project deadlines that have been externally imposed or it's me giving myself some opportunity to say, okay, this is what's available. Here's how much time we have. Let's work with it. For me, my default setting in the face of obstacles reliably is aware of the timing or the time frame that's available. Not that I always meet the deadlines I set or not that I have control over time in any actual sense, but it really is for me that piece of looking back and looking at choices I made in the moment. I reliably attend to, okay, time in this mindset here is time I can't be in this mindset Every yes I say is a no, and every no is a yes to something else. So what am I doing with my time? And I just found in looking back, in looking at the choices I made in the face of job loss, and in just always being aware that time is something that I I sit in, um, that's always on my mind when it comes to challenging situations, because it's just always passing, and I, I get to interact with it. So hope that makes sense. But that's my tea, time. Les, do you want to let us know kind of how you came across your tea? 
Well, I, I can unveil it if you want me to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, so shockingly related to my other ones. Um, now I realize this. It's it's truth. And I, I don't mean like capital T truth. I mean, like being true to yourself. And I think in situations that are with obstacles or you know, I'm thinking of other people's behavior as obstacles too, and and I might be irritated, or and and it's like, okay, yeah, all those things are really annoying, and if people would just do what they're supposed to do, or or what I think they should do, then everything would be better. But that's just not the way the world works, and and I can get really caught up in you know wanting to like not not necessarily punish somebody, but like let them know that they're not right, you know, and and it's like, okay, yeah, I can win, but um, is that really the kind of person I want to be, and is that do I want that to be my legacy? And it's like, so being true to what I want to bring to my relationships with others and the work that I want to do. And not that I don't screw it up. I screw it up all the time. But I mean, it's about coming back to, yeah, I, that's, I want to be true to myself and how I want to walk on this earth. So there you go. Beautiful. And I'd love to jump in because that was the word. That was one of the words that we probably talked about for 15 minutes because it was a toss up <laughs> between true and truth, and just that opportunity to really, so it might be the case for listeners that there are two very similar words, but they just mean different things. So Leslie and I literally sat for 15, 20 minutes and just bounced back and forth and like used it in different examples, used it in different sentences. True, you know, but truth, that was like the, (laughs) but again, this was a really cool opportunity to just play with words until you're at the yes that's me. That's my word. That's my grit. Peter, you're on your own for this one. No one talked to you about it. Tell us about your tea. <laughs> you, know, you sounded like 1987 Nintendo there. Hayes, it was awesome. <laughs> I do what I can. My Nintendo! <laughs> so the um, tea for me was, um, uh, was is uh, tempted. And again, there's just so much, it's interesting as this plays out in real time, there's so much interesting stuff that Les was talking about, um, about her T word. And uh, uh, it'd be great to do a, a deep dive on all of this. Um, but for, for me, for uh, Tempted, uh, we've often talked, Hayes, that it, it's, a, it's kind of similar to your imagination. And it's just this, it's this ability to see a lot of options, right? And so Tempted to me, uh, for better, for worse, uh, just means everything's on the table, right? And and hopefully I get good at making good decisions. It doesn't mean I always make good decisions. Um, and and certainly that's something that we talk about as well. By no means are well are, are any of us perfect at any of this stuff, right? Um, but we're just trying. We're trying to just be aware of it, right? And, and improve uh, however we can internally. And for me, tempted is is a great one for that. I'm tempted by just about everything, and that can lead to some pretty bad decisions. Um, but it can also lead to some good decisions and it also kind of lays it out that there's a ton of options and that's exciting. Like for me anyway. And so in a challenging situation, I don't have to necessarily jump on the first thing. Uh, if I, you know, take a deep breath and look around, there's a lot of ways to solve a problem. Some of them are pretty dramatic. Some are subtle, um, you know, all with varying degrees of results, but, but tempted for me, uh, definitely, um, is the one that resonated with me. It, it was, it was pretty easy. I was just thinking of, um, you know, how do I solve problems? And it's, there's not one way there's uh, so many ways, which can be a speed bump for sure. Like that doesn't make it necessarily make it easier, but 
you know, uh, if I work with that, I can make it a blessing, right? Like, cause there are a lot of options. And so that's what I was just trying to play with was, was that for my, um, uh, T word was tempted, tempted by, by a lot of stuff and then trying to wean that down to something that would hopefully be a constructive and good decision. <laughs> and that is half the battle. Intention is really where we come from most of the time. So the fact that you're putting that out there is a great place to start. And what I love about what just kind of unfolded is that ultimately we were intending to give listeners some insight into how we had each come to the different points of our compass, had we chosen our G, R, I, and T words. And I can think of about 10 different answers or 10 different approaches that came up. We can either look back at previous experiences and really get a sense of who was I in those instances. We can look at current obstacles that were completely unforeseen and kind of a one-off really digging through that to see where we go. We can look at relationships or situations that are long-standing, but have an external circumstance like being stuck in your house with your family for 12 months. So that might be less of a one-off and more of a, okay, I'm going to collect data for a little while and see. We could also have a conversation with someone who's outside of our experience, but knows a little bit about us and really have that safety piece. We can also look forward and think of kind of what's coming and really decide, you know, as I imagine myself in that place, what would I be looking for? And then the last one that I think kind of came out after the fact is that once you've chosen sometimes one of your words, maybe that has a, has a, a segue that's a similar word. So again, your G might really be the beginnings of your R, which may in fact be the foundation for your I, which may in fact rely on your T. So again, just to kind of summarize what I heard and was part of and thoroughly enjoyed is that there are really, there's no limit to the number of ways that you can come up with your compass. But what I'm hearing is that you you will know when your words are the right words. Have I kind of captured that, guys? Does that sound like what just went down? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love I, what I love about this, because this is the first time we've had a guest on and what a guest. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so great because like what I like about this, again, in real time, is just like it gets you out of your own head. So I know what my G-R-I-N-T-R, I'm quite comfortable talking to you about it, Hayes and stuff. And it's so nice to, uh, and this is what your your book is going to do as well. It, it allows you to see what other people have chosen and why they've chosen it and what they are uh, dealing with and all that kind of stuff. And it's really neat because it allows you a different perspective on uh, all, all the different options. And I really like that. Like, I think that's, it's been really fun to hear Les's G-R-I-N-T. Because inevitably, it makes me think, oh, man, that's awesome. I And then in my own time, I can go down a rabbit hole and see how those maybe apply to me. It's, it's, it's a fun process, right, to learn like that. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're all in the same situation, whether it's a boat or a rabbit hole or whatever it is. We're all coming from the face of there will be obstacles, there will be challenges, there will be difficult situations at every possible turn. So what are we reliably bringing to it and what overlap is there in what others are bringing to it. And as you identified, Peter, a great resource for people is my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, as well as my website. I have a grit grid. So if you go to growmygrit.com, choose the grit tab, and there you will find about 100 words, lots of G's, R's, I's, and T's. So if you have no clue where to start, start there. Thank you, too. Thank you. That was fun. You guys are the best. Oh. You're the best. Hayes, that was uh, that was awesome. You summed everything up so well. That was fantastic. We got all those re- resources there for our listeners. And uh, yeah. I think this was uh, this was really exciting to have Les on and, and, and work us through her grit compass. And uh, it was great to see you both. 
Yeah, you raised the bar, Leslie. Bring on the guests. Man, watermark up there. Oh, dear. Yes! We're going to have you back. I want to hear more from you. I want to learn more from you. Well, thank you. It was fun. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Peter, clap us out. That's the official end. Thanks, guys. Grow My Grit with your hosts, Hayes Shetmeyer and Peter Willis, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google, and Spotify. For more information about Hayes' book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Oh, man, Niall's going to hate editing that last minute.